Financial independence gives you a choice of where you can work, who do you work for, who are you building wealth for. If you don't like the direction that a company is going in or their values that they're aligning themselves with, you get to just walk. Make huge donations, make significant impact in the world. Not many people will get there, but the people who do can make a, a big impact. Are you a six-figure household, but you're struggling to build wealth? Money isn't a problem, yet you don't have a financial strategy. You and your spouse just can't seem to get aligned, and it's holding you back. Welcome to Rad Money, the finance podcast for millennial married couples. We're Rebecca and Dylan, and we're on a mission to help 100 couples build a roadmap to their first million dollars. And our goal with this podcast is to help you stop arguing about money so you can start building real wealth. Because the world needs more good, wealthy people. Welcome to episode 20 of the Rad Money Podcast. We're so excited to dig into today's topic, which is are you fi curious in uh-huh. the different the different types of financial independence? But before we dive in, one of the most important things that you really need to get good at if you want to reach any level of financial independence is mastering your cash flow. So yes. wanted to remind you guys of our budgeting and cash flow course, which we recently just gave a big fat glow up. It's now called the Cash Flow Freedom Framework. This is going to walk you through step-by-step not only the budget, but really put more emphasis on that cash flow because it really is the most important thing for knowing how much money can you put towards your goal of financial independence every single month. And without that knowledge, you're not going to reach the goal. Yeah, this program is going to help you organize your finances so you can predictably and consistently put your money to work. And that's what you want. If you're going to reach financial independence, you got to make that money work for you. And we're going to show you step by step, make it easy for you how to do that so you can start making that progress. Yeah. And so you are still going to learn how to budget. But the thing is, budgets alone, they just don't work. And from day one, we've never just used a budget. We've always, always personally and for our clients, we use both. It's budgets and cash flow. So the link is in the show notes. We know you're going to love it. And it's really going to help you reach that next level of mastering your finances. All right. And with all that, let's dive into today's topic, which is, are you fi curious? And all the levels of financial independence. Actually, we should say all the different fire levels that there are, because there's a handful of ways to be financially independent and retire early. And there's different levels which you can hit. You can hit one and you can keep progressing and continue on and see if you just want to keep pushing a little bit further. But first, let's talk about what it means to be fi curious. Yeah. What? I think I'm Fi Curious. What's that all about? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Fi Curious, what we really mean by that is just essentially you've you've probably heard of the term financially independent. You've heard us talk about it or just, you know, social media, whatever. And you're like, hmm, that sounds that sounds like something I might be interested in. Might dip my toe into this. Let's find out. Yeah. Let me dabble. Let me dabble a little bit. So if you're Fi Curious, you want to learn more about what financially independent really means, then that's what we're really talking about today. If that's mm-hmm. you, if you are fi curious, then today we're going to talk a little bit about the different levels of financial independence. And like Dylan said, you can kind of reach one and then readjust and you know say, do I want to keep going? Do I want to go to that next level, et cetera. But also it can be really helpful to know even before you get started of what you're headed for, right? Because you know yourself. You know what kind of lifestyle you're probably trying mm-hmm. to build. Yep. But if you can set the goal at the beginning, then you can really start to backwards plan and start to take the actions today that will move you towards that end result that you're looking for. Yeah. And I think like there's so many benefits of working towards this financial independence because it gives you a lot of freedom with your life. You get to make a lot of choices. It relieves a lot of stress. You're not 
relying on an employer for money anymore. You just get a lot more flexibility in your life. And there's just a lot of ways, like think about it. If, if you had so much money that you got to choose what you did with your day and you didn't have to work, like what would that mean for you? That's financial independence is you've now hit this level and you get to choose how to spend your time. That's exciting. We talked a little bit about what exactly financial independence is in the last episode, but just as a reminder, the aim of financial independence is to have so many investments that you no longer have to work. It's work optional. We're not thinking about it as retirement. Financial independence is working towards an actual level of investments where you can live off of the dividends and the interest that's made off of these investments for the rest of your life. And so very popular to do this with the stock market, but you could also do this with real estate investments. You could do this by building a bunch of businesses. So you can do this in a lot of different ways. It's very popular with investments, but just a reminder, you need to build up so much that you can live off of those payments that you're making off of your investments. Really great recap. Those are really important reminders as we start to now say, okay, so now that we know what financial independence really is, let's talk about all those different levels. Yeah. So the five levels real quick, we'll just run through them. Okay. First one is Coast Fire. Then there's barista, then lean, regular fire, which (laughs) uh, I I don't know why that makes me laugh. It should Uh, be like fire parentheses regular. Yeah, something like that. Like just like fire basic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then fat fire. So those are your five levels of being financially independent. Yeah. Now let's talk about what each one really means. Okay. So we're starting with coast fire. Yes. Okay. So Coast Fire, we're kind of doing these in a progressive order. So this would be the first level that you could, you'll you'll get to if you're doing this process. Yes. And so this is great when you're young. I think like young people really can take advantage of Coast. Absolutely. A lot. If you're in your 20s, 30s, like you you go heavy on the investments up front and you basically have put enough investments in that you know that time is on your side. That, and yeah. and then, then it, by the time you hit retirement at 65, 70 years old, you'll have two, three, four million dollars in the bank because you know that the Easy. stock market's going to continue to grow yeah. over time. Yeah. Really, the key to Coast Fire is compound interest. So yes. like Dylan's saying, at an early age, you essentially have enough investments. Um, usually we're talking, we are talking stock market here. Mm-hmm. You have enough in your investment portfolios where if you didn't contribute another dollar, time alone, compound interest alone would take you the distance. Yes. It's just smooth sailing. You really just get to coast right into financial independence and through your highest earning years, if you want to, you don't really have to worry as much about contributing to your retirement. You could do other things with that money. This is really like you have to be extremely forward thinking and you have to really be at a young age to do this because because the whole name of this game is time. Exactly. And this is a great reminder, even if you're a little bit older, the important thing is to just start doing this process because time is of the essence when it comes to investments. I think there's so many anecdotal stories or even illustrations. Almost every finance book has a story. It's like Jimmy started investing when he was 20 years old and he invested until he was 30. And then you got like Johnny and he started investing at 45. And, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at how Jimmy stopped at 30 and he still ended up having more money than Johnny who started at 45, who invested for like 25 years plus. And that's the power of compound interest there. Well, I mean, just even for the two of us, right? Like I was just very fortunate. I worked at a county hospital. We had retirement accounts. So Uh I had had access to retirement accounts at 1819. Mm-hmm. And I, I did start to contribute while I was still in college. Right. And so by the time I left, I had a couple grand and it just kept growing. But yeah, it, it was really important. I had time on my side and I was really just kind of lucky. But then we met and, you know, you were in your mid 20s 
And just because I had slowly been doing this for an yeah, extra a, I was like, oh, seven dang, years. What's up? I would, yeah. <laughs> and, like and all that. of a sudden, Dylan was playing catch up with exactly. me. Exactly. But for me, like, I wasn't even being all that intentional. I was just fortunate that somebody said, yeah, you should just do that. I didn't even understand it. I was just like, okay. Yeah. And how lucky. Praise Darn. God. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm very, very grateful. Yeah. And this is the coast is kind of like where we're sitting right now with our our finances. Essentially, yeah. we've invested really heavily and then we started the business and we've been focused on building a business. So like our 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 mode of investments change. It's went from stock market type investing to investing in a business, investing in ourselves. Yeah, it definitely has. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more into that later. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up Coast for the most part. So the next level of financial independence is Barista Fire. And so this one's kind of a like a cool mashup of you're still working a little bit, but you've really hit your financial independence number. The key reason you work is healthcare. Yes, exactly. Which really takes a lot of pressure off of that end goal number, that overall net wealth that you need to consider yourself financially independent. Because yep. if your plan is, well, I never, I don't really want to fully retire. I, I just want like a low key job. You know, we're talking like Starbucks, Chipotle, these places that have really good health insurance, even for being a barista. Right. I mean, literally, it's named after being a barista at Starbucks. Exactly. So if that's the lifestyle that you want, you're like, oh, I just want to like work enough, a low pressure job so that I don't have to pay for health insurance and I don't have to invest enough to cover my health insurance for the next however many years of my life. Right. Then you can not only get there a lot faster than these other versions, but you also get like this other income that you get to supplement your lifestyle off of. Exactly. What I really like about the idea of doing something like a barista fire in particular is that you're not touching as much of your investment because you're making some money too. Yeah. So, and that's mm -hmm. actually one of the key things about fire is that the first 10 years after you've hit your financial independence Make number- or break. Exactly. So if you became, if you were fire, you hit fire two years ago, and Oof. you and you stopped working and the stock market did what it did you would you're at fire you actually probably left fire but if you hit that number the first 10 years are important right so uh -huh. if the stock market goes down but you're still working but you're financially independent essentially mm -hmm. you have time for that to recover but those yeah. first 10 years like you if you don't have to pull out of the piggy bank the the better off you're going to be so if you can avoid pulling that money out it's really good Yes, exactly. Really, really great way of explaining that. And I love how you said that it's not just the health insurance. Like it also extends that runway because it's health insurance plus your groceries. Right. It's or just like really cool. This, how about all your vacation money comes from this? Oh like gosh, imagine a vacation that. that came from like a barista job. And that was I like love that. everything else is coming out of your investment yeah. accounts. But then whatever you make, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year, and you're like, I'm gonna ball out on twenty, yeah. thirty thousand dollars. Oh my be... gosh, just because you can. Yeah. Exactly. Because I think it's a great can. program. I think it's I think a... it's a great program. I do too. I'm pro. Well, and premiums are insanely expensive. So if you can get someone to cover it but not work as hard, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good and for this you. is this is where I have a couple clients who are at this point where they, they really are barista if they wanna be. So they're looking at designing their life in a way that's like, oh, wow, OK, I checked all of these boxes. So if, if I wanted to, I could just take that lower pressure job yep. that I, I clock in, I clock out. I get to be around people and not high pressure thing where you're working 100 hours a week, mm -hmm. you know, and you're staring at a screen or whatever. So it's really popular, I think. With, I mean, fire in general is really popular with the tech community. But yeah, anyways. They're at that point where they get to make that decision. Do I want to keep pushing for another five years to really get more to these higher levels that we're going to talk about? Or am I really just content with this? And then now I can do this other low pressure job and take any extra energy that I have and put it towards 
my own businesses I want to create, my own side hustles I want to do, my own like other things that light me up and get me excited and yeah. I don't have to hustle so hard anymore. I was th- I was seeing it like an opportunity to take the the pedal off the gas, recharge a little bit, do some non-stress stuff and then come back and do something that you really enjoy again. Like you can you can yeah. choose That's the thing is you can choose to come back into the workforce yeah. if you want to. If that makes you happy. Right? I think like you hit any of these levels and you should take a freaking vacation. Well, in all of this financial independence, what we're really talking about, financial independence, financial freedom, all of it. It just gives you choice of like where you can work. Who do you work for? Who are you building wealth for? You can stand up for your values. Like an yeah. employer says something, you're like, you know what? Uh, Not today, bud. Yeah. Not today. Yeah. If you don't like the direction that a company is going in or their values that they're aligning themselves with, you get to just walk. Right. And so that's so powerful. All right. So that brings us to the next one. And this pushes your timeline out a little bit further as far as when you get to actually retire early. Yes. But the next level is lean fire. Yeah, this is like cardio fire, like you're skinny, you're trim, you're looking good, you can do what you want, but you don't have the extra cushion. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, so lean fire, really what this is, is essentially you will be financially independent, but you might be living on a little bit more modest of a lifestyle. I would say it's a strict budget sort of you, you fire. Are. Yeah, you are. You're definitely still sticking to a budget. I would say like lean fire to me is someone who's li- can live off of forty thousand dollars a year. They're living a pretty trim lifestyle. Hundred percent. There's not a lot there. Yeah. But but doesn't mean that they aren't content. Like you can live a great life under forty thousand dollars, especially if that's you as an individual. Right. Like that's plenty. You just have to check the right boxes leading up to it. That makes the difference between if that's like uh extremely simple lifestyle or just like a kind of simple lifestyle. Because if you you could be lean fire but have a paid for house. Ex- well, you know? I mean, like, doing things like that makes it easier. It just depends on what order of events you do things. Your overall like unique plan for in how you want to design your life. But yeah, I agree that it's really kind of that annual income in my head. People who are lean are running that like forty to sixty k. That's their annual income that they're really looking to get from their investments every year and then live off of. Right. Which, if you're a married couple, and I know the numbers have changed slightly since then, but if you were just taking money out of investments, if you're living under $77,000 a year, there's no taxes on cap- long-term capital gains. So you can live a tax-free life under $77,000 yes. if you're a married couple. Please confirm that with your accountant. But yes, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> This is not tax advice, but yeah. No, it's just, I'm just stating the <laughs> IRS tax code. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not it's not advice. It's just, I know. just a fact. We just have to cover our butts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but- this is, you should figure this out for yourself. And uh, we do not give any investing or tax advice at all. No, I point you towards the resources. That's what we do. We, we point you towards the right resources and help you sniff out the things that are right yeah. for you. But you're absolutely right, Dylan, that there are so many strategies that you can start to work into it if you are only earning that amount and it's off of long-term capital gains that there is this pretty high ceiling that is somewhere around 70 80k now it's impressive actually where if you're pulling from that you don't actually get taxed or whatever on that so right so yeah look into it maybe we'll find actually we'll find that irs code we'll drop it in the links yes yeah cover our butts well and and uh, to give you the right information that's the thing is like if you ever have anything on the internet i'm just gonna get on my soapbox real fast if you ever see advice on the internet that's talking about this kind of stuff, research it and go straight to the IRS's website. You need the information straight from the horse's mouth. You should always even challenge your accountants, challenge your, your financial advisors. You need to actually challenge read us. it for yourself 
yeah, ask your lawyers, what does this actually mean? And are you sure? Because I have clients who I've been like, hey, go ask your accountant about this. And what their accountant says is 100% wrong. And I will send them the tax code that tells them that they're wrong. Oh, <laughs> like, oh dang, shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, that's a really good point, though, about the, the yeah, strategies on strategies, y'all. Yeah. Strategies on strategies. But this is lean fire that we're talking about. And essentially, yeah. it's just trimmed down. But I would say, like, if you're someone who can live off of that normally, it's not going to feel like much. But if you're someone who's living, like, high on the hog, 100 plus thousand dollars a year, and then all of a sudden you're like, hit the brakes and you live on 40, that could be really tough and a hard adjustment. So it depends on your lifestyle too. And that might help you dictate, do I want to be lean? Do I want to be regular? Or do I want to be bad? Yeah. That's up to you. It is absolutely up to you. And that is why this conversation, it's so intertwined with life design. Right. What kind of life do you want? What kind of lifestyle do you actually want to live? Because that is such a great point that if you are already living a lifestyle where you're in that six figures plus range, then your goal should not be lean fire. Yeah. Unless you're like, oh, no, I'm intentionally living this this bigger lifestyle so that once I reach lean, then my house is paid for, my cars are paid for, whatever. OK, sure, we could like work that out. But for most people, that's the wrong goal. Right. Yeah. You just kind of like you figure out what kind of life design yeah. that you want. I think that's a great way to interweave life design into this conversation today, because that is really what you're thinking about. It's not just what are my expenses today and multiply that by 25. It's like, what kind of life do you want to live? This is why our coaching is so big. There's so many times where people will have these ideas that they'll get them from the internet or they'll hear it from a friend or like, you know, they think they want to do this. I'm like, you know, that sounds great. And here's the information you need. But remember how last time we talked, you actually really wanted this and you're really passionate about it. We can change the plan. But is that really what you want? And it's a matter of helping you really pull out from yourself and design that life and actually get to it, yeah. actually see it happen and bring it to fruition. Because it's really hard to do when you are by yourself and you've like got all these different ideas and things pulling at you to align that life design with the financial plan. Yeah, I completely agree. So let's move on to regular fire. Yeah. Which is just more than lean fire. It's essentially regular fire is what kind of life are you living now? And having enough that you can live off of that. So there's no lifestyle adjustment. That's a good point. I would say if there is a lifestyle adjustment at all when it comes to your regular basic fire would be the lifestyle adjustment that you do now in the present so that you maybe just reach that goal a little bit faster, but you plan on living that same level of lifestyle once you've reached fire. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Let's say you're that six-figure family, right? Or person, couple. You make 100K a year. Right. And you've kind of been using all of that every year, even like living off most of it, not really investing a whole lot of it. But then you decide that you want to shoot for regular fire. What you'd really need to do that would be you would need to adjust your lifestyle pretty significantly yeah. to retire early. You need to adjust your lifestyle pretty significantly in the present so that you could shift that financial energy from funding your present life to funding your future. So Ideally, you, I mean, if you really wanted to be aggressive, let's just make the numbers easy. Now you're living off of 60K and you're investing 40. Right. Well, what I think is really cool about that thought and is that as you adjust how much you're living off of versus how much you make, that means you have to save less money. Absolutely. That's what, you, what you're saying is like, if I we live off $100,000, then we have to save 25 times that amount in, in investments. Well, that's a lot more than if we lived off of 60K. So 
just the idea of like how soon you can get there by reducing your expenses, unnecessary expenses, then you can get to fire faster because you don't need to save as much. So not only by reducing expenses, do you save more money, but because you're reducing your expenses, you don't have to save as much money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. And again, we're not of that scarcity mindset of get there as fast as you possibly can. It's just a matter of these are the knobs that you get to tweak. And these examples are really just to make it easy. Yeah. But so we're not saying like you have to do a 40% reduction of your lifestyle to be successful. It's just a matter of if you want to get there in a shorter amount of time, you do want to be that aggressive. Right. And it's it's up to you to decide if you want that lifestyle or not. At, at one point, we were saving 30%. Yeah. That of, was, I think, our top savings rate mm-hmm. was, was 30. Uh, and that's what got us to where where we are now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. So it's pretty pretty sweet. I mean, it, and it was awesome because and we'll talk a little bit about our personal story in a little bit, but by saving 30%, it just opened so many doors for the past four years of our life that like we just, we wouldn't have been able to do. Right. Yeah. We it, just wouldn't have been able it to. It really helped out a lot. But think about regular fires. You're still living your same lifestyle. So you're not trying to trim everything down, but you are planning on having the same standard of living once you quit working. Yeah. So whatever way you decide to, whatever approach you decide to take, however much you want to live on now and in the future, you need to make sure that it's just sustainable. Whichever level that you end up shooting for, you need to make sure that it's just sustainable. You're not going to get burnt out. You're setting it up in a way that even if you're maybe passing up the vacations for now to catch up, do you always want to not take vacations? Do you always want to eat beans and rice? Do you always want to live in a teeny tiny house? Like you have to think that forward ahead. That's why the life design is so important in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that runs us through regular fire. Yeah. And moves us on to fat fire, which I would even rename as financial abundance. Like Ooh. that's where you hit this level. Of, totally. You, you got it all. Yeah. You have so much that you've hit escape velocity. You just have so much. You're that you... beyond escape velocity. It, yeah. Like you are in the stratosphere. Fat fire, just essentially th- this goal here is, I think what probably a lot of people dream of when it comes to their retirement is that I have more than I need. I'm very comfortable. You're going to leave behind a legacy. Leaving behind a legacy. I'm not really living on a, a budget as much. Mm-mm. I mean, yes, always know your numbers. You're You should always be tracking your finances well into your golden years. If you don't, you could get yourself in a lot of trouble, like Dylan's saying, first 10 years, et cetera. But fat fire is really that I can go where I want. I can do what I want. Money's not an issue. Right. If you're someone who wants to give, this is the level of fire that you're going to need to hit. So like someone who hits this, these are people who can make huge donations, make significant impact in the world. Not many people will get there, but the people who do, can make a, a big impact. And they, yeah. and you don't have to think of hitting something like this as being greedy. You know, you can you can share the wealth and this is really important. That's such a good clarification. I think that even I slip into that sometimes of thinking, well, why would you want to be fat fire? Even I forget sometimes like, oh yeah, that is how you get to give like nobody else. Right. You could have you could have a brick at the Grand Canyon with that's your why, name on it. You guys, that's one of my goals. <laughs> I really want, I want, I want bricks gonna, at the Grand Canyon. It's going to say anonymous. It's never going to say our name. No, I just want to, I just want to know that I have one. Um, yeah. Anonymous number two. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anonymous. Um, anonymous. <laughs> I mean, even if it just said like R&D. Yeah. I want to do that. I want to buy a big fat piece of property and just turn it into a park. These are my goals. 
And then, yeah, so giving, giving is a big part of fat fire. I can live my lifestyle comfortably. Money isn't an issue, but I can also give aggressively, which fulfills me. And I also am building generational wealth. So I will have things to pass down to future generations, nieces, nephews, et cetera. We're getting a castle, baby. Yeah, we're getting a castle. (laughs) You know, so you'll have these things to pass down. So that's really fat fire is that more, it's the bigger picture, bigger than me goal, but it also takes a lot more work, a lot more time to really get to. Right. This is probably someone who's going to be dedicated to working longer. Yeah. You know, if you get the fat fire, unless you're making a million dollars a year and living off of like a hundred thousand goals, someone who has an extreme income and can live very modestly relative to that, like you, you can get there fast. But for most people, that that would take a lot of time relative to that. You're on fire today. Oh, thank you. You're on fire today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So with all that being said, let's talk about where Rebecca and I are right now. In yeah. This process. Yeah. So like we kind of alluded to in the Coast Fire conversation a couple of years ago, we did get to the point where we were we were Coast Fi. We were able to really take the foot off the gas in that lens uh-huh. and, and say, OK, we've reached that first level. That feels really good. What do we want to do next for our life design? We knew that starting a business was a huge priority for us. So that was our next step. And that's really kind of what that's the short story of, you know, what brought us here was we shifted focus from investing in the stock market because we felt like that was just kind of going to be on auto. Yeah. And then trying our hand at starting a business. Yeah. That's basically like we kind of hit that Coast Fi number and the past few years have made it a little rocky. Like we mentioned, you know, if you had if the first 10 years are so important, well, you know, we aren't necessarily at Coast as of right now, as of right like now. the current snapshot is we are no longer in coast. So then we will need to invest more and we'll mm-hmm. need to invest aggressively for a little while to kind of play catch up because of just what the stock market did. At least that's my plan because that would make me feel really good. I would love to just know, okay, when I'm 65, 70, I've got this amount of money. Yeah, I think it's just one piece of the, the It's just one piece of the puzzle. Of the puzzle, exactly. Yeah. It's like we want to have enough that that could cover us kind basic of at needs. A, like, like basic needs at a coast level and then, you know, this is where then we layer it in with businesses. Yes. You know, we really uh have our eyes set on real estate as the next thing yeah. after the business really starts to to really run Pick on up. its own. Yeah. Yep, and then and then go from there. So there's like we're we're trying to layer it all in. But mm-hmm. a big thing, and I think this is a reminder that I like to tell people is like focus in and dial one thing, mm-hmm. and then you can st- like you don't if you don't have anything, you don't need to diversify quite yet. So like at least on- in terms of these different pathways, right? Exactly. You need to focus on one pathway to build wealth, right? Right? Like that's right? Yeah, saying. that's what I'm saying is that like you know focus focus on one of these. Don't don't divide your efforts among like real estate, business, and stock market. Like get really good at something, get far with it. Then you can say, I'm going to move on to this next thing. It's the same idea as like, you know, when we talked about priorities with your goals, like if you got, if you're trying to pay off debt and save and invest and pay down the house, you're trying to do too much at once. Absolutely. Reduce it down, take care of one of these things. Then you can move your effort to something else. Like it's just anything else. You're a laser. Yeah, and the more focused you are on one thing, the better you'll be. So, Ooh, or have any of you guys seen on social media? Have y'all seen the focus beam? No, I haven't. Tell me about this. This focus beam, this guy. Do they send you a focus beam? No, he's like in the desert and he has this like beam that he like made and he's just harnessing the power of the sun. And he literally just puts random stuff and he melts it (laughs) or blows it up and all this stuff. I'll show you later. It's really good. But that's how you need to think of your financial energy. You are a focus beam 
I mean, but that beam can only blow up one thing at a time, okay? So let it blow up your wealth one thing at a time. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that's good. That's real good. But that's this episode. Yeah, that's a great way to end this episode is to use your focus beam so that you can hit financial Yeah, let's wrap it up so I can show you the focus beam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before we roll today, though, reminder, there is the Cashflow Freedom Framework link below. Check it out. You got to know your numbers. You got to be consistent. You need to know that you're putting the money where you need it to go to make sure that you reach financial independence. So that's down there. As always, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoy this podcast and you haven't liked or left us a review, we would love to hear from you and hear actually what you like about this podcast. It really helps us reach more people as well. So thank you so much for listening and leave that review if you like us. Or if you don't, let us know about that too. No, don't. Don't. Keep your <laughs> keep your one-star review to yourself. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank, yeah, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate y'all for hanging out with us. And until next time, I'm Rebecca Brooks. And I'm Dylan Pollock. And, and we're, we're Rad, Rad Coaches. Coaches.